0: Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! I can't wait to get this recording underway. YouTube, how you doing, buddy? Oh man, it's been way too long. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. What? Who'd you? Who'd you bring with you? Is that? Is that SoundCloud and iTunes? Yeah, guys, come on over. Jesus, plenty of room for everybody. I sat here for fifteen minutes thinking about how to start the show, and that's legitimately the best opening that I came up with. What's happening everybody, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and episode zero is now. Welcome to Justin's NFL Football Pick Show, season five for the 2016-2017 NFL season. Like I mentioned, this is episode zero. Episode zero is going to consist of four parts over the next four weeks as we careen recklessly towards week one in the NFL. I'm so excited to have you guys back. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're ready to go. But wait a minute. I thought this was a YouTube show. It is a YouTube show, my friend, but it is not exclusively a YouTube show anymore. We are now officially seeing other people. We are on SoundCloud and iTunes as well. This show has now become a YouTube-based podcast, which is also available, as I mentioned, on those streaming audio services. I'm very excited about the changes that we have coming to the show, but I'm also very excited that we found a way to keep the foundation intact from previous seasons. What do I mean by that exactly? Well, basically, the format of the show itself is going to stay mostly the same it's going to be very familiar to what you've seen if you've been following my show in its previous seasons we're still going to talk about obviously what my results for my picks were from the previous week we're still doing some pools i've got information for you poolies out there for the pick'em pool as well as a new against the spread pick'em pool that i have started for this season as well the pool standing still going to be around whoever won the week, everything like that. That's still in there. We're still going to do the typical housekeeping that we typically do, but the way that we approach games is going to change ever so slightly. Basically, since we're doing the podcast format, it really does give me a lot more freedom in terms of the length of episode, the depth of content that I'm gonna be able to provide on a per episode basis. So basically, we're gonna get the chance to talk, albeit briefly, about every single game in a given week. Basically, what I'm gonna to try to do once the season gets underway, keep it to about a minute to two minutes per each game, including straight up pick, against the spread pick, over under pick so we'll do that for all the games through the week and then towards the end of the episode gonna give you the platinum gold silver and bronze picks you knew those weren't gonna go anywhere at all that's been my staple that's been my my stalwart of this show ever since i started it so platinum gold silver and bronze they're staying put each of those games, of course, they are going to be my four favorite games of the week. We're going to pick them straight up. We're going to pick them against the spread. And we're going to pick them over under. And I'm going to be keeping my records for each pick straight up against the spread and over under on the Platinum, Gold, Silver, and Bronze throughout the season. We're still going to be doing comment of the week. Most of that's probably going to come from the YouTube audience. Although, if you leave a comment on SoundCloud or if you leave any iTunes reviews on the podcast... Hey, we'll talk about those ones too. But comment of the week is staying put. And CFL picks are staying put as well because, hey, I like talking about the CFL. I love giving uh, a spotlight to the CFL where American audiences don't typically interact with the CFL at all. So all that stuff is staying put. The format, the content staying mostly the same. You're just going to get a lot more of it. And yeah, to address the elephant in the room, we're a podcast now. You're not going to see my beautiful moving face on your screen very much this season, although you may still get subjected to it a time or two, depending on the way we're going to do certain shows where you might see more people than just me. But we are a podcast now. I thought it's a great way to expand the show, We're, we're a digital age now, we're a mobile digital age now, so why not put the show also on a format where people can take it on the road with them, and SoundCloud and iTunes, it just made sense. So, if you have a SoundCloud, I know most people have an iTunes, but especially if you have a SoundCloud, and if you have an iTunes, this podcast is available in both of those mediums. How do you find it? If you're on SoundCloud, go to soundcloud.com slash Bridgewater's Finest. Or if you've got the SoundCloud app on your cell phone, you're going to go to the app and search Bridgewater's Finest. My channel is going to come up on SoundCloud, my station, if you will, and you can follow me on there and get every episode of Justin's NFL football pick show for the 2016 2017 season on SoundCloud. If you're an iTunes user, if you've got an iPhone, if your iTunes is just integrated right in there, well, you're in luck. We got you on iTunes as well. On iTunes, search Bridgewater's Finest. I'm on there as well. You can subscribe to me right on iTunes download the podcast. It's all free. Take the podcast with you wherever you go. But my YouTube audience, obviously, I haven't forgotten about you guys. YouTube is my original home. It's staying my original home. This show will never, ever, ever, I promise you, ever leave YouTube as long as I'm still doing it. So youtube.com slash Bridgewater's Finest, still the hub, still where you're going to get everything that I put out there in terms of content. So as I mentioned right off the top of the show, this is Episode 0, Part 1. Now, Episode 0 is basically the preseason of the NFL Football Pick Show. It's going to cover the next four weeks as we head recklessly towards Week 1 in the NFL season. So this is Part 1, and the real jewel of this episode, the real diamond, the reason that you're listening to it, is... Towards the end of this episode, I'm going to drop dime on the first ever official Bridgewater's Finest Top 50 Fantasy Football Big Board and Draft Strategy. So that's going to be the second half of this episode, basically. We're going to go over my top 50 fantasy football players for this upcoming season. That's also going to be a two-part thing. We're going to do an updated second list in a couple of weeks as we head really into the meat of of the fantasy football drafting season but we're going to hit you with just the appetizer today and that is the top 50 big board as well as your draft strategy but we're just going to go over a little bit of news before we get into that and let's get into the fun stuff, the private pick'em and the new ATS against the spread pick'em that I have launched for this season. Now obviously, same way we've done it every year, it's based on Yahoo. So if you have a Yahoo account, boom, you're able to sign up for this, you're able to get in there. The last couple of seasons we've had 50 to 60 people in the Pick'em Pool, and I've been very happy about that. And now, obviously, again, if you win a week in the Pick'em Pool using the Confidence Point system that we've been using for years now, you get yourself a shout-out on the podcast, now available, YouTube, SoundCloud, as well as iTunes. So what you're going to want to do, you're going to want to go to football.fantasy slash pick'em. Now, that is where all of this information is is available. That's where you're going to be able to sign up for the Pick'em Pool as per usual. Now, if you're on YouTube, all this information is in the description below to the video. If you're on SoundCloud on the website, that information is there as well. If you're in your iTunes, it should be in there as well. The easiest way to do it is just type it into your browser while you're listening to my dulcet tones. Once again, football.fantasysports.yahoo.com slash pick'em. Now, you're going to want to click on the link that says join group. Obviously, you're going to want to be logged into your account. That only makes sense. Uh, so click on the link that says join group. Or if you're typing it in your browser, it's football.fantasysports.yahoo.com slash pick'em register join group. So you're going to want to put all that into your web browser. You're going to come up to a page where it's going to give you the option to join a private group with a group ID and a password. Obviously, our primary pool is the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool for Season 5. Just regular, picking a game straight up. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? With the confidence point system, your most confident game, you assign the most confidence points to that game, hoping that you get it right. Highest score at the end of the week wins the week. The group ID for Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool for Season 5 is three three four three. One more time. The group ID is 3343. The password for that group is 123456789. Very simple password. I wanted to make it as easy as humanly possible for people to get in there. One more time, 3343 is the group ID. Your group password is 123456789. So that is for just the regular, straight-up Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool for Season 5. If you really want to challenge yourself, if you want to get into that against the spread group that I've also opened up, the group ID for that one is 3451. One more time, that is 3451. Group password is the same. It's 123456789 so one more time last time i'll say it i promise regular straight up pick'em pool three three four three with a password of one two three four five six seven eight nine against the spread pool is three four five one with that same password one two three four five six seven eight nine as of right now we have 10 people in the pick'em pool back in from last season and we have three people including myself who are deciding to test their luck in the Against the Spread pool. Shout out to Half Moon's Picks as well as Holly Gordon for getting in there and being in the Against the Spread pick and pool. I want to see you join both of those pools. Hopefully you do that. Again, if you're on YouTube, information to do that is in the description of the video below. If you're on the SoundCloud website, it should be in the description as well. And if you're on your iTunes, it should be in the description to this episode of the podcast as well. Get in there. Get joined up. Can't wait to see you couple of quick pieces of news here before we move on to the official Bridgewater's Finest Top 50 Fantasy Football Big Board and Draft Strategy Part 1. Just going to go over a couple of pieces of news and notes here. We're moving faster. We're getting stronger. We're harder than the Hall of Fame turf at this point. So, Robert Griffin III, big news out of Cleveland. RG3 has been named the Browns' Week 1 starting quarterback over Josh McCown. I have a couple of questions that I want to pose to you guys. We'll call these questions of the week if you want to. Let me know your opinion on these on YouTube, on SoundCloud. Give me an iTunes review even and answer this question if you want to. RG3 being the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, does this make him fantasy football relevant? And the reason I ask that question is there are a lot of weapons on the Cleveland Browns. Now, they don't always tend to translate that into a whole team effort and winning football games, but there are fantasy football weapons on this Cleveland Browns team. As a matter of fact, they've kind of got them all over the offense. Basically, any offensive option that you have there in Cleveland is fantasy football relevant. So does this make RG3 fantasy football relevant? And I guess the second half to that question being... RG3 being named the starting quarterback does this hurt or help the likes of those Cleveland Browns players who are fantasy football relevant who we will talk about later on we're talking about the likes of like Gary Barnage Corey Coleman their rookie wide receiver Josh Gordon once he gets back out there uh, Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson at the running back positions like Duke Johnson is an excellent scat back like an excellent pass catching uh, running back so does this help them that RG3 is the starting quarterback over McCown? Does it hurt them? Does that going to take their fantasy stock and give it a little bit of a hit? What do you guys think about the Cleveland Browns, about the naming of RG3 as their starting quarterback? Let me know in the comments section below or on SoundCloud or on iTunes as many places as you possibly can. Also had a bit of a bizarre story coming out of Atlanta. Lance Moore, who uh, really made his name in the NFL playing with the New Orleans Saints, part of the 2009 Super Bowl winning New Orleans Saints team, along with Drew Brees. Lance Moore signs with the Atlanta Falcons and then three days later announces his retirement. He did that just yesterday. So Lance Moore has retired from the NFL, again, just three days after signing a contract with Chris Carter, the Hatbox Kids, Atlanta Falcons. Now, Lance Moore, for his career, I always loved Lance Moore. Lance Moore was like one of my little secret fantasy weapons because he doesn't get the headlines because he was never really a starting wide receiver unless there were injuries. He more so made his career as a, a slot receiver, as kind of that third receiver, and he made himself a pretty darn good career. 115 games played in the NFL across 10 seasons of playing time, 115 games, his career line, 360 catches, 4,479 yards with 44 touchdowns, put that into an average full 16 game season he's looking at 48 catches 625 yards and around six touchdowns that's a pretty darn good uh, pretty darn good numbers for a guy that again was very rarely ever a starting wide receiver he made stops in detroit Uh, I think he made another stop uh, before he signed with Atlanta, and I can't remember where it was. But again, really made his name with the New Orleans Saints, with that high-powered offense with Drew Brees. Lance Moore calls it a career in, again, kind of a a very bizarre way. But I'm interested to hear what you guys have have to say or what you think about Lance Moore signing the contract three days later, choosing to retire from the NFL okay kids here we go the first ever official bridgewater's finest top 50 fantasy football big board and draft strategy now the reason that i add the draft strategy thing here at the end is we're going to talk about basically kind of what your best choices are in terms of who you might want to draft depending on where you might sit in your draft so We're going to assume a couple of things we're going to assume that your league is running under either standard scoring or ppr points per reception which has become incredibly popular in fantasy football i think it's the proper way to play fantasy football is doing it ppr but i can't hate on standard scoring either so we're going to assume it's either standard scoring or ppr we're also going to assume that it's a 10 team league only because 10 is a psychologically satisfying number. So we're going to stick with a 10-team league, standard scoring, or PPR. We'll talk a little bit about sort of the differences between PPR, but if you don't know, basically, PPR awards wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs, or basically anyone that receives the football with an additional half point, quarter point, whatever it happens to be, simply for making the catch. So again point per reception. Higher scoring leagues may award a full point or even more for making a reception, but those are, again, ridiculously high scoring leagues. So we're going to assume standard scoring, maybe throw PPR in there. Obviously, if you're doing PPR, your wide receivers get a little bit of a bump up your draft boards. But here we go. The first official Bridgewater's Finest Top 50 Fantasy Football Big Board for the 2016-2017 NFL season. Let's get into it. And we're not going to bury the lead, folks. We are going to start right at the top. We're going to start with ranks one through 10 on my big board. Who should you take first overall? Who should you target in that first round of a 10 team draft? My number one ranked fantasy football player for 2016 2017 it should come as no surprise to anyone it's antonio brown wide receiver for the pittsburgh steelers i am of the opinion that antonio brown is the fantasy football asset to own for the upcoming season It's him, and then there's everyone else. I have seen him not go first overall, but it's happened, I think, one time in 20 uh, pieces of research that I've done, including mock drafts and uh, and other resources. I think I've seen him in one, maybe two places where he hasn't been the number one overall. Everywhere else says it's going to be Antonio Brown. I don't see how it's not going to be Antonio Brown, especially with Le'Veon Bell missing the first four. They're going to lean on their top target even more. They don't have Heath Miller. Ladarius Green has slotted in at tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there's a little bit of uncertainty for the first little bit of the season. I think Antonio Brown is going to come out running. In the first part of this season, especially those first four games where they're going to be missing Le'Veon Bell. Now, I mean, of course, they have D'Angelo Williams, so it's not like they're going to be like, oh, woe is me. Where's our running game going to come from? But Antonio Brown, he's my number one. If I happen to get first overall in any of the three fantasy football drafts I'm doing uh, in the coming days, there's no question in my mind. It's Antonio Brown and everybody else. Moving down to number two, we have Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver for the New York Giants. Uh, He's gone second overall in right around half of the pieces of research that I've done for this big board. Uh, I haven't seen him go any lower than fourth, and I think falling to fourth, if you get Odell Beckham Jr. falling to you at fourth overall, there's some question marks about your league, I would say. I have Odell Beckham comfortably at number two on my big board. We move down to number three, and the newly crowned Los Angeles Rams got themselves a bell cow. It's Todd Gurley running back for the Los Angeles Rams. I've seen him go second overall in a couple of a uh, couple of mock drafts. I haven't seen him fall any lower than sixth. Once again, if Todd Gurley is falling to you at sixth overall in your first round, there are some question marks about your league. I would say Todd Gurley, I have him at number three on my big board. Number four, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. He's the workhorse of that offense now, along with Matty Ice. It's Julio Jones. I've seen him go. He did go number two in a mock draft that I did on ESPN with PPR scoring because I think Julio Jones is going to see a lot of volume this season. So if you're in a PPR league, you might want to bump him up. You might even want to bump him up above Todd Gurley. That's going to be really hard to to get behind I would say because I think Todd Gurley is going to be the dominant running back in the NFL this season now there's of course a few others that are in that conversation but if you're in a PPR league I would consider at the very least bumping Julio Jones above Todd Gurley as it sits right now Julio Jones wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons number four on my big board take him comfortably in the front half of the first round of your drafts number five on my big board is david johnson running back for the arizona cardinals now i've seen him go third overall in a couple of drafts i haven't seen him go any lower than 10th so he stays inside the first round of a 10 team league no matter any way you slice it this is the first one that i think i feel uncomfortable with you know what i mean like yeah sure it's my big board so i mean honestly I, i could change it any way i want but I do feel uncomfortable. I would feel uncomfortable taking David Johnson in the first round. Not because I don't think he's good. And matter of fact, I think he's excellent. But the Arizona offense, to me, has always been catered more to the passing game. Carson Palmer has had a career renaissance in Arizona. Obviously, you've got Larry Fitzgerald. You've got John Brown. You've got uh, Michael Floyd. You've got really solid receiving options in that Arizona attack. It's I don't feel like maybe I'm wrong. I'd have to guess go back and look at the stats, but I don't feel like it's an offense that's based around the run game. So taking David Johnson inside the first round to me, there are other options, especially if I'm in PPR. There are other options that I would want to take, other like high volume wide receivers that you're gonna see have fallen outside of the top ten that I would consider taking in the back half of the first round before I would take David Johnson if he fell to me. But as it stands, based on my research and my results, David Johnson, my number five player on the big board. Moving down to number six, and this is going to make Geo Knows very happy, we have Adrian Peterson running back for the Minnesota Vikings. AP has still not fallen out of the top 10 in any of the pieces of research that I have done. I've seen him go as high as third overall, and I can definitely understand why. He's in fact ranked third overall by ESPN in terms of their projections for the upcoming season. I mean, I have to see... He's one of these players that's been doing it for so long and with such a level of success that you I would have to see him falter in a big bad way before i would consider dropping him lower on my personal draft board my big board in my draft strategy if adrian peterson is still available to you in the first round unless you're picking first i may have to consider taking him i mean i would consider taking adrian peterson second overall if i'm not playing in a ppr league i would definitely consider it because Sure, he's he's got the dreaded three in front of his age, but I don't see him slowing down. I think Minnesota's gonna be very good this year. So Adrian Peterson, definitely a guy I'm targeting in my first round. I have him at number six on my big board. Number seven on the big board, and we come to the second player that I feel a little uncomfortable with him being this high. It's Ezekiel Elliott running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I've seen him go as high as fourth, in certain, uh, in certain pieces, but I have seen him go as low as 15th in certain rankings. So that's the thing. There's a little bit of uncertainty there. Again, we don't know what we're going to get from Ezekiel Elliott. We think we know what we're going to get from Ezekiel Elliott, but we don't know for sure. And I think the reason that he's being ranked so highly in so many resources and going so highly in mock drafts is because of the impression that dallas's offensive line is is going to be this juggernaut maybe that's true but again he he has no experience so we don't know if they if you put adrian peterson back there now i mean obviously he'd be going first overall but it's not adrian peterson it's ezekiel elliott he has no we have no body of work in professionally to to base off of this so I've got him at number seven on my big board based on where he's been going in mock drafts and in rankings. I'm uncomfortable with that. I would be personally uncomfortable taking Ezekiel Elliott inside of the first round. That's just me. He's fallen as low as 15th in a ranking, uh, in a resource that I looked at. But I got to put him at seven because in a lot of mock drafts, he's going inside the top six. So... Got to put him at seven on the big board, but I'm uncomfortable with that ranking. Number eight on the big board, we're looking at DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. I've seen him go as high as sixth in uh, rank, in a, uh, rankings as well as mock drafts. He's gone as low as 13th, so it is possible if you're picking high in the second round, DeAndre Hopkins could very well fall to you, but I've got him ranked at number eight, I would take him inside the top 10 for sure. He's a guy at the back half of the first round that I'm definitely targeting. Number nine on the big board, we're looking at Le'Veon Bell running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You need to understand if you're going to draft Le'Veon Bell, you gotta draft and stash. Now you may not want to do that inside the first round. Maybe I could see you doing it if you're picking at the turn. But if you're picking at the turn, or you're picking ninth, I guess, which is why I kind of I've got him ranked ninth. Cause you know, if you grab him in the first round. If you're picking ninth in the first round and you grab Le'Veon Bell, you've only got to wait two more picks before you pick again. So it's almost like having two first-round picks if you want to really twist it around. So if you want to grab him at ninth, if he's available to you, stash him for the first four weeks with the idea that for those last 12 games, which include the fantasy football playoffs, he's probably going to be a monster, and he probably is, because I think the Steelers are going to have a really, really good, good season this year. If you want to do that, I can't fault you for it. If you're picking eighth or higher in that first round, don't draft Le'Veon Bell. Just don't do it. Because you're gonna miss him for the first four games. If you go one and three in those first four games, it's gonna be a real uphill battle for you from a fantasy perspective. So if you're picking at the back half of the first or the not even the back half, really late in the first round, those last two picks in the first round, If you want to take Le'Veon Bell, I can't fault you for it. That's why I've got him at number nine. And number 10, the end of the first round of our big board here, we got Rob Gronkowski, tight end for the New England Patriots. Sure, Tom Brady's going to miss the first four weeks. Does anybody really particularly care about that when it comes to Rob Gronkowski? I think Rob Gronkowski could make any quarterback in the NFL or CFL look like a genius because he is without question the best tight end in football in fact he's the only tight end in football that you should consider inside even the first three rounds of your fantasy draft Rob Gronkowski I got him ranked at 10 so in your first round if you're picking in the front half good chance you're going to want to target one of those wide receivers whether it be Antonio Brown Odell Beckham or Julio Jones. If you want to reach and grab DeAndre Hopkins, I can't blame you for it if you're in PPR. If you're looking at your running backs in the first half of the first round, you're probably choices, you're really only going to want to look at either Todd Gurley or Adrian Peterson. David Johnson, I'm a little ant eh on. Ezekiel Elliott, I'm a little ant eh on. And Le'Veon Bell, you only want to pick if you're drafting ninth or 10th. If you're looking at tight ends, rob gronkowski is the only option for you if you want to grab him in the first round you're probably going to have to grab him in the first round unless you're picking at the turn and you can pick him right away at 11 because if you don't take him in the first 10 he ain't going to be there when it comes back around to you so rob gronkowski the only tight end you want to consider inside that first round all right folks going to try to speed this up here for you a little bit or else we're going to be here all day so we're going to go with rankings 11 through 20 on the big board Number 11, we got Dez Bryant, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. A healthy Tony Romo will go a long way in determining where Des Bryant finishes this season. I've seen him go as high as 8th or ninth in certain uh, mock drafts, so it's possible he could go at the back half of the first round. That's, again, he's one of those guys that I would target before I would target like a David Johnson or Ezekiel Elliott or Le'Veon Bell if I was out of position. Des Bryant at number 11, though I have seen him go as low as 25, so he has dropped into the third round of certain draft. Number 12, we got Lamar Miller running back for the Houston Texans. Everybody, I think, and their grandmother is expecting Lamar Miller to have a huge season now that he's out of Miami and in Houston. I've seen him go 7th overall in multiple mock drafts. I saw him go 8th in another one. He has slipped as low as 21, so it is possible. If you're picking at the turn there at the end of the second round, beginning of the third round, I mean, it's possible that Lamar Miller might still be there. I, I highly doubt it, but it's possible that he might still be there. I've got him at 12 on my big board. Number 13, I've got A.J. Green, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. He is extremely consistent he hasn't gone any higher than 11th in any resource that i've seen but he hasn't gone any lower than 18th so aj green is going to be taken in this second round in a 10 team league if you want to target him it's probably going to cost you a pick somewhere between 11 and 15 if he's still there you really can't go wrong with aj green as a wide receiver one Number 14 on my big board, we're looking at Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are going to be a big time sleeper this season. I think they're going to be a 500 team for sure, if not better, maybe even challenge for a wild card. Allen Robinson is going to be a huge part of that. I've seen him go 12th overall in a mock draft. I haven't seen him go any lower than 17th. He's gone 17 in multiple resources, so... If you're picking at the back half of the second round, Allen Robinson may still be there for you, but I've got him comfortably at number 14. Number 15 on the big board, we're going back to Atlanta for their big running back, Devonta Freeman of the Falcons. I've seen him go as high as eighth or ninth in certain drafts, so sort of tail end of the first round. If you want to reach for him there, I can't blame you based on the season that he had for most of last season. I had him in the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Fantasy Football League on ESPN, and he did wonders for me in that season. But I have seen him go as low as 27th in certain resources. So he may fall to the middle of the pack in the third round. Keep that in mind. But I've got Devonta Freeman at number 15. Number 16 on the big board, I've got Doug Martin running back for the Tampa Bay Bucs. He's gone as high as 13th in certain drafts, but he has not slipped into the next round in any drafts that I've done either. I've got him comfortably at 16th. If you want to reach for him early in the second round, can't argue with you, but Doug Martin... I've got him at 16. We got another running back following him at 17. That is Mark Ingram of the New Orleans Saints. I think he is going to be the bell cow for the Saints running game. The Saints running game probably is in line for a little bit of an uptick in terms of workload as Drew Brees kind of continues to age. I think Drew Brees is still going to be an elite quarterback this season, but he is getting a little bit older. You might want to start leaning on Mark Ingram a little bit more. I've seen him go in the top 10 in, uh, it was actually two mock drafts I saw Mark Ingram go inside the top 10. He has fallen as low as 27th in resources, so it is possible he may still be around in the next round, but I've got Mark Ingram at 17, take him with confidence the back half of the second round. Number 18, we've got Jordy Nelson, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, an injury concern there, of course, as his season last season was cut short, barely barely even got started with injury. I've seen him go as high as 14 in certain uh, fantasy drafts, but I've also seen him go as low as 28, so the back half of the next round. Bear in mind, if you're drafting Jordy Nelson, you are drafting an injury concern. There are question marks there, and there's... a really good case to be made that if you're going to draft Jordy Nelson you better draft Aaron Rodgers probably in the next round to just connect with those two every passing touchdown ends up being worth double so if you're going to take Jordy Nelson consider taking Aaron Rodgers highly in the third round but I've got Jordy Nelson at number seven uh, sorry number 18 on my big board Last two inside the top 20, number 19, we've got Jamal Charles running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, injury concern there, but when Jamal Charles is healthy and when he's on, he's one of the best running backs in football. I've seen him go as high as 14th in certain mock drafts. Uh, He has not fallen outside of the top 25 in any resource that i have seen so fairly consistent and fairly confident that jamal charles is going to be there at 19th Uh, just a little piece of strategy for you if you want to target jamal charles late in your drafts you should target charcandrick west who is another running back for the kansas city chiefs he's the guy that is your handcuff if jamal charles gets hurt charcandrick west immediately immediately Becomes a top 10 running back in football immediately. I have him currently outside my top 150, so you're looking at the late stages of your draft, especially in a 10 team league. But if you draft Jamal Charles, you're gonna wanna put Charkandrick West in your queue to remind yourself after round 15, you gotta draft that guy as the handcuff to Jamal Charles. And we'll close out the top 20, Brandon Marshall. Wide receiver for the New York football Jets. I've seen him go 14th in a draft. He has gone as low as 25, 26. So he may fall to middle of the pack in the next round. But if you have the opportunity to take Brandon Marshall at 20, he's the wide receiver one there for the New York Jets. He's going to get the bulk of the Jets receiving workload. I would have to imagine Brandon Marshall, I'd take him number 20. So again, no tight ends in the second round. We haven't hit any quarterbacks yet. If you're going to go wide receiver in the second round, you're looking at the likes of Dez Bryant, A.J. Green, Allen Robinson, Jordy Nelson, and Brandon Marshall as being really solid second round picks at wide receiver. Running back, you're looking Lamar Miller, Devonta Freeman, Doug Martin, Mark Ingram, and Jamal Charles. Let's move into 21-30 to 30 on the big board. Again, going to try to keep us going here. We are finally going to hit the quarterbacks. As a little spoiler... In this section, number 21, I've got Alshon Jeffery, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. I think Alshon Jeffery should not be going anywhere nearly as high as he is in most mock drafts and in most resources. I've seen him as high as number 12. That, to me, is insane. I don't think he's done anything to prove it. I don't think they've got the quarterback to justify that. I I don't know. I just don't. So I got Alshon Jeffrey at number 21 based on where he's going. He's gone as high as 12. I've seen him as low as 30 in multiple resources. So really, bear in mind, you're looking at a guy that should probably be going about 10 spaces lower than where I've got him ranked. But based on where he's going in my pieces of research... I've got him number 21 on my big board. Number 22, a wide receiver I would definitely take ahead of Alshon Jeffrey is Mike Evans, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Bucs. This guy is a superstar in the making. And the more chemistry that he gets with Jameis Winston, they are going to be a dynamite fantasy duo in probably another year or two. But Mike Evans is a superstar right now. I've seen him go as high as 16, so as high as... The second round in certain resources. He has dipped as low as 28, but that is still inside this chunk. Really good bet that he's going to go here in the third round of your fantasy draft. I would take him early if I had the opportunity. Mike Evans, I've got at number 22. Number 23, Eddie Lacy, running back for the Green Bay Packers. I've seen him go as high as 11, which I think is just strange like the the Packers are going to be a really good team this year I don't think Eddie Lacy is going to have a ton to do with that because Mike McCarthy likes to rotate his running his his running backs he's got three running backs I believe that he typically likes to rotate into his lineup so Eddie Lacy I don't know I I can justify taking him in the third round I guess but only really in the back half and I've seen him dip as low as 40 So, I mean, he could dip to the end of the next round. I've got him at 23 based on where other people are taking him and I guess where I imagine his production is going to be. He's been going somewhere around the average of the 25th overall pick. I've got him at 23, but to be perfectly honest, I would forego Eddie Lacy until much later in the third round if it was me doing the drafting. Number 24, we got Keenan Allen, wide receiver. For the San Diego Chargers, another wide receiver I would probably consider taking over Alshon Jeffrey, and I don't hate Alshon Jeffrey. Let's let's get that out there right now. I don't hate Alshon Jeffrey, I just think he's ranked too highly on my own big board, which is really strange. Keenan Allen, wide receiver for the San Diego Chargers, he's gone as low as 35, so midway of the next round but I've seen him go as high as 14 and he's been in the teens more often than he's been in the 20s and the 30s so I got Keenan Allen at 24 if he's still available to you that's a great value grab there for you middle of the third round. Number 25 on the board halfway home kids Brandon Cooks wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints I have seen him go inside the top 20 he went 19th in one draft. More so, he's going to fall somewhere around here. He's been averaging about the 26th to 27th overall pick. Yeah, I've seen him go as low as 34, but I've got him at number 25. Number 26, LaShawn McCoy running back for the Buffalo Bills. With the suspension problems with Carlos Williams, LaShawn McCoy figures to be a bell cow here for the Bills, certainly for the first four weeks. I've seen him go as high as 20th overall. He's gone as low as 39th, which is the next round, but If you can grab him here, middle, back half of the third round, do it. Because I think there can be your running back one. If you're sitting there with LaShawn McCoy as your RB1, I think you're going to do just fine. I've got him at 26. Number 27, wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders. Amari Cooper, who claimed, obviously, that he played all of last season with a, you know, with kind of a foot injury that was bothering him. I'm sure he did. But if he played with a foot injury and put up the numbers that he did, I think Amari Cooper is going to have a huge season. The Oakland Raiders are another one of those teams that I think are a dark horse, a sleeper this season to do some good things. Derek Carr to Amari Cooper, I think, is going to be an excellent, excellent connection here. So if you can grab Derek Carr as your your QB2, I wouldn't want him starting every week. But if he's your QB2, I think you're in good shape there, especially if you draft Amari Cooper midway through the third round. I've got him at 27. Number 28, we go back to Buffalo for their top wide receiver, Sammy Watkins. I have seen him go inside the top 20 at 19. He falls just outside the top 20 at number 21 in the Yahoo official projections, though I have seen him go as low as 42, so you may even be able to skip him for another whole round, but I would take him very comfortably here back half of my third round in a 10-team league. I've got him at 28. And now we hit the quarterbacks, number 29 and number 30. And I'm going to do them together because there's basically almost no differentiating between them in terms of where they're getting drafted. Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton. I have Aaron Rodgers ever so slightly ahead of Cam in terms of my rankings. I would take Aaron over Cam based on. Full length of season because I think Aaron Rodgers is the fantasy football cheat code. I've seen Aaron Rodgers go as high as 20th in multiple places. I did see Cam Newton in one draft go inside the top 10, which I think is a little crazy this season. I don't think you can justify going quarterback in the first round, maybe second, but first round, I'd have to balk at that. But I've got Aaron Rodgers just a little bit over Cam Newton at 29. It's worth noting in the official Yahoo projections, Cam Newton is at 45, Aaron Rodgers is at 56. So there is a little bit of separation in there, but based on where they're going in mock drafts and in other resources, Aaron Rodgers just ahead of Cam Newton. So if you want to grab your top flight quarterback, now is the time to do it. Back half of round three, heading into round four. A couple of other teams, you get the jump on them. You know what I mean? You always want to be that team in your fantasy draft that's getting the jump on the competition in terms of a position. So if it means a first-round pick for Rob Gronkowski or if it means a third-round pick for a quarterback, you want to be that player. If you're in position to do it, jump at it. Go for it all right let's look at number 31 to number 40 this is the fourth round of your 10 team draft number 31 i've got demarius thomas wide receiver for the denver broncos and at 32 i've got cj anderson running back for the denver broncos demarius thomas i think is the bigger question mark here between the two because who the hell is going to be throwing him the ball i think he's going to get the volume of receptions that's going to make him worth that early fourth round pick especially if it's ppr I have seen him go as high as 22, but it, it, he's going from Peyton Manning to insert quarterback here. The Broncos, I believe, right now currently have two people listed as QB1 on their depth chart, so they've not made any decision yet as to who their quarterback is going to be. That hurts Demarius Thomas's fantasy value. There's no getting around it. I've seen him go 40th. I've seen him go mid to late 30s in a couple of... Drafts. I have seen him go as high as 22, but if somebody's going to take Demarius Thomas at 22 in your draft, just thank them. That's all you got to do. Just thank them because personally, I don't think that's worth it in the least. I've got him at 31. I'm definitely going to consider him in the fourth round. I would probably want to wait till the back half of the fourth round, but you know, if he's your best wide receiver option at this point, I guess it can't hurt to take him at 31. And 32, C.J. Anderson. I think they're going to really lean on the run game this year. So I I like C.J. Anderson right here. 32, uh, early fourth round. If C.J. Anderson is your every week RB1, you could do a lot worse. Probably by taking the next guy on my big board. Number 33, Matt Forte, running back for the New York Jets. Let's take out of the equation entirely that he's not the only option in the Jets backfield Matt Forte I think basically it's just because of his age Uh, now the Jets have an offensive scheme that really will accentuate Forte's positives which is he's one of the best pass catching running backs in football and had a really good chemistry uh, in Chicago with Jay Cutler in doing that and that's where a lot of his value comes from if you're in a PPR league take him right here take him 33 because he's going to get you quite a bit in terms of ppr value if you're not in a ppr league drop matt forte down your big board right now probably into the next round i don't think he's going to have the kind of season that we are used to from forte but i've got him 33 on my big board he's going somewhere around pick number 31 Number 34 on my big board, Indianapolis Colts, T.Y. Hilton. He's their top receiving threat, though not their only one, but he's the top one. T.Y. Hilton, I've got him at 34. I've seen him go as high as 25, so in the previous round, but I've also seen him dip into the next round at 45. If you can take him right here, middle of the fourth round, T.Y. Hilton, borderline wide receiver one, very, very strong wide receiver two. So if you can grab him there, if you've already picked your top wide receiver, Absolutely, do so. T.Y. Hilton can't go wrong with the Colts' star receiver. Number 35, I've got Carlos Hyde, running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He's a bell cow as far as I'm concerned. I think he's going to have a big season as the primary cog in the 49ers offense. Let's see how far that goes. I'm taking him middle of the fourth round here. Number 35, I've seen him go as high as 30. He has dropped into the next round in a couple of resources, but i think it's totally worth it here middle of the fourth round to grab carlos hyde borderline rb1 definitely again like ty hilton very strong rb2 here as in carlos hyde can't go wrong taking him right there number 36 we have another real question mark it's thomas rawls running back for the seattle seahawks he is ranked as low as the mid 60s in certain resources like 63 and 65 but i've seen him go as high as 20 and 21 in mock drafts this is one of these guys that you don't really know what you're gonna get from him if you get top 20 numbers then taking him here in the middle of the fourth round is huge for you like that is such a huge win at the end of your season If he doesn't, if he struggles, they got a nice little rookie there in CJ Proces that I think is going to steal a number of carries from Thomas Rawls. I think Rawls is far from a bell cow here. I've got him at 36, but I would definitely drop him into the next round, in fact. But I've got Thomas Rawls sitting at 36. Number 37, we finally come to our second tight end. It's Jordan Reed of the Washington Redskins. I've seen him go as high as 28th. In certain resources, he's been as low as 45, so dipping into the middle part of the next round. Jordan Reed is really in a conversation with only one other person in terms of who you would want to take at tight end if you're not willing to spend your first round pick on Rob Gronkowski, and we'll get to that other person in just a couple of picks. Jordan Reed at 37 number 38 Julian Edelman wide receiver for the New England Patriots and kind of like Gronkowski I think Edelman will definitely mask the flaws of Jimmy Garoppolo who will be playing quarterback for the Patriots in the first four games barring injury of course julian edelman he's a bit of an injury concern himself i've seen him dip as low as 50 so the tail end of the next round in a mock draft but i've also seen him go as high as 29th the back end of the third round i like julian edelman right where i've got him here number 38 it could be a value pick he could put up wide receiver one numbers especially ppr because he's very very heavily leaned upon in that patriots offense julian edelman i've got at 38 And we're going to finish the fourth round with a pair of Carolina Panthers. Kelvin Benjamin I have ranked at number 39 right now. And Greg Olson, the other tight end that you're going to want to consider if you miss out on the Rob Gronkowski sweepstakes. Greg Olson I've got right here at number 40 ending off the fourth round Kelvin Benjamin I've seen him actually both of these guys I've seen them go as high as 32nd in terms of where they're going in mock drafts Uh, Kelvin Benjamin I've seen go as low as 50 Greg Olson I've seen dip as low as 54 so that's even out of the next round and out of the top 50 but I think Greg Olson going to put up monster numbers here for Carolina he's very heavily relied upon in that offense Kelvin Benjamin there's an injury concern there he's coming back from an injury that cost him all of last season I unfortunately drafted Kelvin Benjamin in a league last year so I really got off on the wrong foot last season but if he's healthy he can put up huge numbers with Cam Newton Kelvin Benjamin 39 Greg Olson 40. Before we get you out of here with 41 to 50, let's just take a look very quickly at a couple of players who did not make the cut inside the top 50, but if you wanna reach for any of these players, I can't tell you that it's a mistake because I have seen them go inside the top 50 at least once. If you're looking for a quarterback at this point, You might want to reach for a Drew Brees or a Ben Roethlisberger. They're just outside my top 50. If you're looking for a wide receiver, you'd be reaching for the likes of Larry Fitzgerald, Dante Moncrief, Michael Floyd, or Jordan Matthews. You may want to drop Jordan Matthews a little bit further down your board now as he's currently dealing with knee injury. If you're looking for a running back, you're reaching for a running back here. If you feel high on one of these guys, you're looking at Latavius Murray, Jeremy Hill, Ryan Matthews, or Matt Jones in Washington. I think Matt Jones might be the dark horse there, but I think he might have the possibility, the potential, to put up the best numbers. And if you really want to reach for a tight end, I guess I can't tell you that you'd be wrong in taking Delaney Walker. That's a bit too much of a reach for me inside the top 50, but... I think he's going to get a lot of work this year, so especially if you're PPR, you need a tight end, you might want to consider Delaney Walker. All right, kids, let's close it out in style. Number 41 to number 50 on the big board. This is the fifth round, fifth and final round of your uh, 10-team draft, and it's the tail end of my top 50 big board. I'm going to let you know right now, too, for my entire 150-plus player big board you can go to the nfl youtube prognosticators facebook page i'm going to have that linked in the description below on both youtube and soundcloud as well as itunes go to facebook.com search nfl youtube prognosticators p-r-o-g-n-o-s-t-i-c-a-t-o-r-s That's how you spell it. Holy crap, I had to think about that for a second. Clearly, my brain has just gone to mush because I'm a little out of practice. But go to the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page by clicking the link in the description. Go into Facebook, search for them. My entire 150-plus player big board will be available. Actually, if you're listening to this, it's available right now. So go to that Facebook page, join the Facebook page, talk with all kinds of other Great NFL YouTube prognosticators the guys that you've come the guys and gals sorry guys and gals that you've come to know and love from the YouTube community it's an excellent little community administrated by myself Geo knows as well as Hatbox Kid and Billy B who are teaming up this year watch out for that because that's going to be that's going to be a whole different beast in terms of the YouTube prognostication game the teaming up of the Hatbox Kid and Billy B Go to that page, find my entire big board there. Okay, 41 to 50, let's do it. Get you out of here on a high note. Number 41, if you're looking for a quarterback, boom. Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. I have seen him go as high as 31st and he's gone in the previous round. About half the time but i've also seen him as low as 57 on yahoo's projections so i like him right here at the beginning of the fifth round you need a quarterback i think he's your better bet over the guys that are behind him although again if you want to reach for like a drew Brees or a ben roethlisberger who's going to have i think a really good season in pittsburgh can't fault you for that but i've got russell wilson at number 41 number 42 the other wide receiver threat for the new york jets we're talking about eric decker i've seen him go as high actually as right here number 42 on the nose he's gone here in a couple of different drafts and he's gone inside this round every single piece of resource that i have seen somewhere between 41 and 50. so eric decker i've got him comfortably at number 42 going somewhere around the 44th 45th overall pick on average but eric decker can't go wrong at wide receiver right here couple more wide receivers right after him number 43 we got jarvis landry in miami number 44 we got randall cobb in green bay and number 45 we got doug baldwin in seattle if you're gonna take doug baldwin try desperately if you can and it may require letting him fall to the next round try to team him with russell wilson because then obviously doug baldwin is is touchdown dependent I've believed that for a couple of seasons. That's why I've tended to avoid drafting him because he's so touchdown dependent. But if he gets those touchdowns, teaming him with Russell Wilson means every touchdown counts for double. So why would you not want to do that? So if you can tag him up with Russell Wilson, great. Take Doug Baldwin here middle of the fifth round. Maybe if you stretched for Russell Wilson in the fourth. But in terms of the wide receivers that I just mentioned to you, I like Jarvis Landry the best out of all three of them. He doesn't have the best quarterback. Randall Cobb absolutely has the best quarterback of these three guys. But I like Jarvis Landry just based on the volume. And especially if you have PPR, take him in the previous round. I've seen him go as high as 36. Uh, Randall Cobb's gone as high as 39. Doug Baldwin's gone as high as 35. But again, Baldwin, very touchdown dependent. I really like Jarvis Landry here at 43. He's a guy that I target every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Number 46 on my draft board, another quarterback, Andrew Luck, Indianapolis Colts. Now, I've seen him go as high as 25, middle of the third round, first quarterback taken. I would find that maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I mean, the dude is undeniably talented. He's an elite quarterback. Don't argue it. He's an elite quarterback, and he's got very strong offensive weapons around him he can have a great season if you can get him here middle of the fifth round you're excellent you are all set at qb1 number 47 we got jonathan stewart carolina panthers running back i've seen him go as high as 32 so going in the previous round but he's also ranked as low as 76 on yahoo i think that's crazy i think jonathan stewart is going to have a quite good season and if you can snag him here middle back half of the fifth round that's excellent. He could put up borderline RB1 numbers for you. So if you can grab him as your RB2, I think you're all set there. Another pair of wide receivers here, back half of the fifth round Jeremy Macklin in Kansas City and Golden Tate in Detroit. Tate is the much more interesting option here because he's he's the number one. He's now de facto the number one in Detroit with the retirement of Calvin Johnson. So he could put up. Second to third round numbers, definitely wide receiver one numbers. Golden Tate is definitely a guy you want to grab here as your wide receiver two. I think he's going to be fantastic. If you miss out on Jarvis Landry, especially if you're in PPR, grab Golden Tate. Jeremy Macklin, a little bit more of a question mark because basically just because of his quarterback, he may not see the volume to justify taking him here. But I've got Macklin at 48, and I've got Golden Tate at 49. Between the two of them, you definitely want to grab Tate. And now, number 50, the end of my big board. We've gone on such a journey together over the last half hour or so. DeMarco Murray running back for the Tennessee Titans. Change of scenery again for DeMarco Murray. I think this is a system that is really going to benefit him. I think he's going to have himself one hell of a season. I've seen him ranked as low as 72nd on the Yahoo projections, but he's gone in the early 40s to mid 40s, somewhere in here in almost every other resource that I've seen him in. So I've got him right at the bottom of my top 50 big board at number 50. He's a great option here for your RB2 certainly for a flex position if you got him so he's an rb2 candidate right there could have a really good season in tennessee all right folks that is going to do it for part one of episode zero of justin's nfl football pick show for the 2016 2017 nfl season let me know what you guys think of the format if you like the podcast idea Definitely get SoundCloud, get get your iTunes, get geared up with your iTunes on your phone, take this show with you wherever you go, Shh, t- play it for your parents, play it for your friends, anybody that's interested in fantasy football, make sure, get this show around because... Well, because it it helps me and you guys like me, right? That's it for me, Justin. Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube. Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. New show every Tuesday. May dip into Wednesday in terms of like SoundCloud and iTunes because iTunes uploading tends to take a while sometimes. So it may dip into Wednesdays. But Tuesdays are my recording days for this episode to get it out uh, well ahead of your Thursday game every week. Again, next week... What we're going to do, and here's your teaser for next week. Next week, we're going to predict us the AFC. All of next week's episode is predicting the four divisions in the AFC, who your division champions are going to be, who's going to make the playoffs and the wild card in the AFC. That is next week. Week after that, we're going to do another fantasy football episode, and that's going to be my final big board episode of the drafting season as then we've really gotten into the meat of the fantasy football drafting season itself so next week predicting the afc week after that another fantasy football episode week after that we're going to predict the nfc division champions wild card all that fun stuff and then the week after that it's week one yes Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. On a personal note, I'm so happy to be back doing this. I think the new format is going to be really good. I think, I hope you guys are going to like it. Again, let me know in the comments section, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes reviews, anything that you can do. Let me know what you think. Bridgewater's Finest signing off. We'll see you again next week.